We're here with the Handover Podcast. I've got a really, really lucky today. I've got an extremely special guest. So I've got Helen McCardle here and I'll let Helen just quickly introduce herself. I'm Helen McCardle. Over the last 30 years, I developed and operated a number of care homes throughout the region, employing about 2,000 people at any one time. Helen has quite a bit to do with the university and, and we're going to get into that a little bit now. And well, I've got some kind of questions to ask you, Helen, that I'm really interested to hear some of your thoughts. And a lot of this is going to be linked up to things about International Day of the Nurse and, and those experiences that you've had working with, with those care home staff and, and all that experience that you can bring and have and have at the university. So give me a little bit of background, Helen, about the care homes and, and, and that sort of thing, about, about you really and how you got went from that to kind of help them with the university. Well, believe it or not, I never had a particular interest in nursing until I began building care homes. And many people have assumed I was a nurse, but I wasn't. My goal for my career when I was younger was to provide for our family. My family was my main driver, and I was always thinking of new ventures which would provide a future for us all. My husband, Michael, owned a garage in Stanley, and he did very well, but it was hard physically work particularly in the winter, and despite it being a success, we had our challenges and I wanted something that would be able to operate without us having to be there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But even from a very young age, I was always on the lookout for opportunities. The entrepreneur in me has always been there. And when I was younger, I used to look at um, things like the exchange in Mart and I can remember once buying a knitting machine and I thought that I would be able to knit these garments and um, sell them on very quickly. That wasn't quite such a success. And then I found it a tent. My sister-in-law came in and said she was going away on holiday and we couldn't afford a holiday at that time, but they were going to hire a tent. So I looked up and I found I could buy this tent for about 37 and a half guineas. That tells you how long ago it was. And I bought it, advertised it for rental, rented it to them for two weeks. And in the end, we bought two tents, but we never were never in them anyway. Any, any, we never got a holiday out of them anyway. But that was the sort of thing I was always looking at. Um, but it was my accountant who suggested care homes to me as a business venture. And he knew of some people at that time who were doing something similar. And there was a gap in the market at that time. And I thought, well, perfect. I can maybe do that because I know about family life. I had four children. I used to look after my mother. I thought that suits me. So that's what we did. We purchased a vicarage in West Pelton, which we would later, after lots of hard work, be transformed into Beamish Residential Home. And the rest, as I say, is history. It's really, really interesting that you've kind of had that journey from uh, that entrepreneurial thing. You can still hear that. You're still quite passionate about that. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm still an entrepreneur now. Even when I speak to my grandson, I would like to help him. I can see it all the time. And I would still be working if it wasn't for my children. I think they thought I should retire. And perhaps on reflection, I'm past my sell by date. I don't think that at all. I don't think that at all, Helen. <laughs> so, so we're talking quite a bit about nursing today, and I'm just curious to when you when you first started working with nursing staff. When was that? Well, Shirley Ward was my first matron in 1986, but she wasn't a nurse. Beamish was a care home, so qualified nurses weren't needed at that point in time. But then a young lady, Eileen Moss, was the manager of my first nursing home. Pelton Grange, which was the first independent nursing home in the area, I believe. I think Duncan Bannatyne was doing nursing homes as well at that time. But I, 
I hadn't met him at that time. But from the very first day of our very first home, I spent my career working with the most special people. And as I said earlier, I didn't personally have nursing experience, but I found out very quickly that I didn't need it. I just had to create a business for which the best nurses would aspire to work, business or environment, should I say. And I could talk for days about the nurses I worked with, and I really do credit everyone. But there was one special person who was key to the development of the company, a young lady called Lynn Gray. And I trusted Lynn implicitly. I couldn't have done it without her. She started with me as a single mother to two young children, working as a part-time nurse at Belmont Grange Nursing Home. And she soon became matron there, leaving her role in the NHS. But as the years went by, I knew I needed someone else if I was going to make a success of the care home business. I knew I would need someone on a senior level, and I saw that person to be Lynn. At that time, I remember being advised that Lynn didn't have the qualifications to be a senior nurse manager, but my gut was telling me something different. She was special. I knew she had it in her. I knew she had the basic instincts. She was a worker. She was very proud of what she did. She cared and she believed in Helen McArdle Care. Lynn and I worked together for over 30 years. She became operations director and a well-respected leader and member in the health and social care industry. And she is still my best friend today. That's really, really interesting. So Lynn seems like she's been quite an inspiring kind of person within your kind of career and within your business. And I find it really interesting that that you're not a nurse and you can see those characteristics when then she, she seems to be quite inspiring. What, what was it about that? That was really inspiring. Oh, she, she was smart. Um, she was focused. She had that interest, that personal interest in um, nursing. I think she had also worked on the A&E ward at the RVI and I believe she was a nurse of the year one, once. She just had something about her that I could see and she believed in me. She would listen and take on board what I said, and I would never have to ask her again. We thought very much the same. And if we ever had a problem in a nursing home and I decided to go to it in the middle of the night, you could be sure she would be there about five or ten minutes later. That's just how we worked. That's really, that's really interesting. Is she still, is she, is she practicing still? Is she? She's not, she's not practicing now. She's retired as we retired and she's looking after all her grandchildren, which she's enjoying. But it was hard for her at the time because as I said, she was a young mother and she worked long hours with me and she would then go and see to her family and then work at home. Um, no, she was, she was very focused and proud of what she did and she never, ever wanted to let me down. No, sure. I think I think that's an important thing about nursing. I think that's a key thing that we've always aspired to is that we, we we don't want to let people down. I think that's really interesting to hear you say that and that be reflected in that. And she cared. She yeah. cared. Yeah, that's a, that's really important, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm um, moving on to the next question. Okay. So how did the scholarships and the the work with the university come from that kind of side? Well, we all know. I think that there are too few nurses, and I know that from my own experience. You know, it was very difficult to recruit at that time. But following a meeting with your vice chancellor, Sir David Bell, and a visit to the nursing school, I knew instantly we should work together to encourage more people into nursing. And that's where it all began. And once we'd agreed on the donation, it was decided that an amount of that money would be invested, an endowment plan, if you like. And the interest made from that investment is what funds the scholarship programme. 
but many units, it's many students at the University of Sunderland are from the local area. So it made sense to invest in the community to help the community. And I felt that was very important. Many of the recipients of the scholarship programme have written to me to say without the financial support, they would never have been able to study. Many are the first generation in their family to go to university. And that makes me very proud to know that we've helped with that. University is expensive. And my hope is that the scholarship break down the barriers to those who aspire to be nurses. And I've had some lovely cards and letters from students on the scholarship last year. And I was invited to meet some of them, one of which was an ex-employee who started with me as an activities coordinator. That made me really proud. Everyone we met at the university was so passionate and humble. And what the university has to offer in training was both practical and innovative. It felt natural to me to develop a scholarship programme and to put my name to the Helen McArdle Nursing and Care Research Institute. And I'm very proud of that, I have to say. What impact do you think that that's had on, on practice? And, you know, those nurses who are qualifying who've been through that scholarship program, do you, do you think it's making a big difference out there? Or? Oh, well, I, I, hope, I hope it is. I think these um, students will have benefited from the um, financial support and the scholarship. But I think, um, obviously, their will to learn and to work to become a nurse and going out into the community. And I would like to hope that they think there has been an interest from someone locally in who's invested in the community to help them. And often when they've um, graduated, I write to them and I try and keep in touch with these people just so that it's part of a family. That's really interesting that you still try and keep in touch with them. Do you get lots of communication with them? Is I there... don't get lots. I don't get lots, but uh, maybe at Christmas or when they've passed or they've graduated or whatever, I try and send a little message to them. That's really inspiring. And and I have that contact with them still. I think I think it's a really positive thing. I think it's I a think fantastic. It's important. I think yeah, it's important I do too. because if I do something, I don't don't want to do it for the sake of doing it, nor do I just want to write a check and think that's it. It's that personal I touch. I take though. ownership of whatever I, I do. And recently I was at um, Windsor Castle with an event held by the um, um, King um, Charles now. And there was a young lady there, a nurse who I met at um, the Prince's Trust. And at that time, she'd gone through a very difficult period where she'd found it um, very stressful, the long hours and different things like that. But she went to the Princess Trust and she's helped work her way up. And she's now going round and speaking to, to people and advising them how you can turn your life around and how, you know, with the help you can you can do this. And so occasionally I'll write to her or see how she's doing. That's amazing. Good story, that. Mm-hmm. Really, really interesting that she's gone and she's able to share that kind of personal experience She is, as and well. to stand up there in front of King Charles and speak to us all, because I think when she found she was in a very bad way when um, she, she left nursing at that time, and then she started to develop um, little boxes of goodies for people who were in a hospice with lavender and all sorts of things like that. And she started selling those. And gradually she's picked herself up and she's got her confidence back and then she's back in, into the nursing. Interesting. Interesting. Last question. Okay, so 
what advice would you give someone who's who's thinking about coming to start a career in healthcare, or indeed if they've got that entrepreneurship to go with that nurse? And what, what advice would you give? Well, I think you've got to be prepared for a tough journey, but nothing comes easy, does it? You've got to recognise there are many career paths within nursing and healthcare, and find the one that is is right for you. Nursing is challenging, but incredibly rewarding profession. But it's hard work, and I was never frightened of hard work, and I don't think anyone should be. You'll need an abundance of compassion, patience, empathy, kindness, and the ability to care for every patient in a way you'd expect to be cared for yourself if roles were reversed. I loved working in healthcare, and I used to jump out of bed every morning, happy to be doing what I'm doing. And I would say, just do your best, love what you're doing, and you'll get so much satisfaction out of it. And as I always said to my staff, remember, every day you make a difference. I think that's a great place to end. I think that's a massive and important message that you've got across there. And I think making a difference is the bit, oh, I mean, important. certainly the bit why I got into nursing. And I think, I think that's the bit. And I, I'm glad that I've got to talk to you. And I'm, I'm glad that you're inspiring kind of another generation of nurses. And I'm really, I'm happy. And I thank you a great deal for spending some time and talking to me today. Well, I wrote a book recently. Um, this is not a plug or anything, but it, it was mainly for my staff who'd worked for me. And it was about, it's, I think it's called Making a Difference. And it was just the funny side of things that had happened. There was nothing heavy about it, but I just wanted those the staff to remember some of the things and how we got there and to remember how important it is that you make a difference. Because a, long, a lot of people working for me were single parents. A lot of them had difficult um, lives at home. And yet, if they if like me, they jumped out of bed, they wanted to come to work to enjoy it and get satisfaction out of what they did. And that to me is important. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Helen, for your time. You're it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you Thank and you. look forward to hearing lots of other stories later on. Okay. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Bye.